What have we here? Welcome to the wonders of Thedas. Welcome to the Wonders of Thetis podcast, your one-stop shop for all your Dragon Age role-playing game needs. My name is Ren. My name is Jessica. Welcome back to the show. What's well, uh, One quick announcement we've got to make before we go to the show is that I will be running some games at Gen Con this year. If you happen to be going to Gen Con in Indianapolis, Indiana, and see which is over here, which is over here in North America and the States. And so we got a couple folks who listen from outside the, from outside the States, and thank mm-hmm. you so much. And uh, if you have the means and the time, we would love to see you at Gen Con. It's going to be, be there. it's going to be quite a trick getting in because the uh, housing portal closed. I think within two hours. Yeah, we're staying with the cousins. And I don't think there's any hotels within like several miles. Yeah, but if you can manage it, it's well worth the mm-hmm. trip. I'll be running a game on Thursday afternoon and Friday morning. If you'd like to come along and play, yeah. if you want to sign up for it, or if you just want to come by and say hi, stop by and say hello. Yeah, I'll bring I'll bring, I'll bring boots and nutmeg. Nugmeg's excited. Yes. Nugmeg's very excited for Gen Con. She should be, because Gen Con's amazing. Well, shall we jump right in? Yes. We, of course, had another poll to decide what this episode was going to be about, and the the winner was a far and away winner. Like, uh, like a, almost a full, like, let's see, like 40% of the votes went to this one. So it was not a very close race. But And so this week, we're going to be talking about... Fantasy Age, and how it compares to Dragon Age, and how you can kind of use the two together. Fantasy Age is, is excellent. I mean, hope you guys like it. We'll be talking about those other topics that we mentioned before. Uh, we'll be getting to them eventually. Uh, we got enough new uh, news for you this week in Thetis, unfortunately. Uh, when we hear something, you'll be the first to hear it from absolutely. us. Absolutely. And no fake uh, articles about, or useless articles about Dragon Age 4. I mean, this April, is real hard hitting news. April 1st wasn't too long ago. I mean, it's true. I don't know what you were expecting. Yeah, I mean, you know. I got excited. What do you want? So, we should probably go ahead and uh, consult that codex. You can ask me questions if you like. I'm not sure why you'd want to, but... Oh, good. Thank you. I'm going to regret this, aren't I? Welcome to the codex. We've got two questions for you this time uh, from two of our favorite listeners. Platinum Warlock on the Green Running Forums asked us our first question. Thank you, Platinum Warlock. We've seen numerous Templar rogues, or at least Templars who focus more on stealth and guile than heavy armor and massive weaponry. The Red Templar shadows as well demonstrate this. However, Templar has always been a warrior specialization in the video games, and concurrently as a warrior specialization in the tabletop game. Would you allow a rogue player to take the Templar specialization at your table, perhaps with a dexterity requirement instead of strength? Would you make any alterations? If so, what and how? Honestly, I think it would work out just fine. I don't think the Templars are looking at your uh, characters character sheet and think, right. you know what, you're a rogue, you can't join us, sorry. You're just too backstabby. Mm. I'm pretty sure that it's your faith in the maker that determines that mm. sort of thing. Now, go smash your head into that post until you're made of steel. Also drink this lyrium. Also drink this lyrium. Don't ask questions. Don't ask questions. You won't be asking questions when you're done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> all of that aside, I think that <laughs> it's really the heart of the mm-hmm. Templar specialization is being able to deal with magic. Right. And I see no reason why you couldn't have more agility-based yeah. Templars. And in fact, I think the Templar Order, having people who are more equipped for that kind of combat, would, would be something help. they would have the for- hopefully have the foresight for. Yeah, they've just got a bunch of warriors working for them. They haven't got any rogues. They probably need a few. 
Yeah, make it so, easy. Absolutely, Platinum Warlock. That sounds perfectly fine. Swapping out the dexterity is the strength requirement for dexterity. Makes plenty of sense. Probably legit. Want to keep that magic requirement, though, because it's very important to those Templars. Yep. Very ironically important to those Templars to have a magic stat. It's true. Hopefully so, that answers your question. Yes, I hope so. Uh, our, let's see, our other fairy, our very favorite friend. Let's hmm. see. Not playing favorites, but uh, you're running up in their first place there, Parsifal and Green Rodeo Forums. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Parsifal's question is a juicy one, and we like it. Uh, we're going to answer it. Of all the specializations that have appeared in the Dragon Age computer games, but not yet Green Running's Dragon Age RPG, which would you most like to see published officially? And that I think that's an excellent question. There's yeah. only a handful that really haven't made it in. The Warriors gotten representation all the way through. But... The mages have analogs, mm. pretty much. The, like, pretty much, the, uh, yeah. the Rift Mage gets to pretty much work with the Force Mage. Yeah. And the, was it the Night Enchanter? Yeah, Night Enchanter, is pretty yeah. much the Arcane, much Warrior. Arcane Warrior. They've got, at least in the video games, they've got their own mechanical changes, yeah. kind of. For Rift Mage has definitely got a lot of uh, Force Mage abilities, because mm-hmm. they got like a Fist of the Maker and a Pull of the Abyss. Yeah. They got a, they got a stone, they got, a, they got like a stone hit thing. Yeah, no, I'm thinking uh, more in the long line, in the lines of rogue specializations, yes. like the Tempest, and what's yeah. the one that does the traps? Artificer. Yeah, Artificer. Yeah, make a trap and throw it at people. They've I got mean, they've got one cool ability where it's like, how much down do you got? Throw it all out there, quick! Get all the ta- all the traps out. Like I, I just would really like to see someone who whose primary method of attack is throwing bear traps at people. That <laughs> to me, so much to ask for. That is something I would draw, probably. <laughs> That's pretty vicious. Not the end result, just the person chucking the bear trap. I would love to see a Tempest person like Sarah who is taking all these, uh, they're kind of like the Dragon Age Alchemist, but they take the flasks and they smash them on themselves and, you know, set themselves on fire or get themselves an electrical current or set themselves on ice. Set yourself on ice. Put yourself on ice. If people touch you, they freeze. Yeah, so those would probably be the two that we yeah. would. Go for those. Mm-hmm. We like Definitely. those. Yeah. Well, and hopefully that answers your question. Oh, yeah. Hopefully we'll be seeing those in a later book, like Faces of Thetis. If you have a question about the Dragon Age RPG, any questions of any kind, you can send them in a message to Podcast at gmail.com. You can send it to us through our Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Google+, or SoundCloud accounts, or you can send a personal message to Carth Protector on the Green Running Forums. That's me. You didn't even need to take a breath. Nope. You Never. got that one down. I got it. So, uh, without further ado, why don't we go ahead and open our books to the Distant Verses. Do you ever wonder what lies at the edges of the map? past the seas? No. I think we have enough to worry about on this continent. Uh, Of course, but... (sighs) Welcome to the Dissonant Verses. We have got a brand new contributor and brand new listener who was right on it the moment that they heard our last podcast. They jumped right on and they sent us an email. This is Green Ronin Forum's member, Nobble. Hi there, Nobble. Nice to meet you, Nobble. Nobble uh, is actually taking his house rules. I think it's a he. Or maybe they? They? We'll go with they. Novel is taking their house rules and dropping them into another person's house rules, Draco Druid, uh, who we've um, uh, goodness, featured on this podcast before. Well, they comb- uh, Novel took the list of spells from Dragon Age and Fantasy Age and smooshed them all together. That is wonderful for people like me who are oh, yeah. currently mixing and matching a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, if you use Draco Druid's free-form Dragon Age rules, which we have covered in this podcast before, and you can find on our website, 
The novel includes a PDF of how the freeform rules work with his spell system. Or no, sorry, their, their spell system. Pardon me. We were not, I, we're not I don't sure. know stuff. I don't know who you are. You could be super cool. Hmm. Well, that really has nothing to do with me. I mean, I'm going to stop talking now. Okay. Except I'm going to keep talking. Except you're going to keep see. talking. The PDFs involve uh, and see, a kind of hybrid of Fantasy Age's Arcana system and Dragon Age's standard spell system, and it even includes a reworked magical mishap table. So take a good look. You can find that and on other submissions archived in our resources for your game page on our blog, monosathetispodcast.wordpress.com. If you'd like to let us know about some custom Dragon Age RPG content or even send us some of your own, you can send a message to podcast at gmail.com, send it to us through our Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Google+, SoundCloud accounts, or send a personal message to Cot the Protector in the Green Running Forums. That's me. It just gets faster and faster every time you say it. <laughs> right. Somebody's going to come in in one of the, like, metal episodes and have oh, yeah. no idea. It's like, What's going on? Is this a car commercial on the radio? <laughs> What's this guy doing? So thank you, Novel. Well, we really like it. We, lo- we love it when folks kid out other people's house rules. It's pretty, that is pretty awesome. It's, it's pretty cool. I'm kind of meta. So, uh, speaking of those fantasy age rules... Yeah. We're going to talk about... Why don't we speak of those fantasy age rules? Why don't we speak about those fantasy age rules and our... Main topic. topic for today. Is it fate or chance? I can never decide. Have you ever played Fantasy Age? Well, yes, I have. And see, I, I, yes, I have. And, see, and so have I. And if you've played Dragon Age, the answer is probably mostly. <laughs> Dragon Age was actually the original iteration of Fantasy Age, which is Green Ronin's generic RPG fantasy system. Fantasy RPG system. Yeah. When Dragon Age was brought together as a core rulebook and all the rules were finally together, uh, Green Ronin then released a Fantasy Age basic rulebook, which contained just the rule system of Fantasy Age and advice for telling your own stories and making your own campaign settings. Fantasy Age itself is meant to be kind of a skeleton onto which you can build your own setting and tell your own stories with the Age system. There's no established setting in the book, so you make the rules. You are your own master when playing Fantasy Age. But that's not to say that there aren't a couple uh, settings that you can already use and draw some inspiration from. Fantasy Age ha- already has the settings of Titan's Grave and Blue Rose, which hopefully you've heard about by now. They're also from Green Ronin. They are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Titan's Grave is Will Wheaton's brainchild that uh, he used with uh, in concurrence with Fantasy Age because he enjoyed playing Dragon Age on his tabletop game, the, uh, tabletop show that he made a while ago. Let's see. Um, and he used Fantasy Age in the Titan's Grave Adventure. It's a science fantasy setting with high technology, magic, and ancient mysteries. And if you haven't seen the YouTube show uh, of Titan's Grave, we recommend checking it out. Yeah, definitely do it. Yeah, got some uh, big name, and got some cool folks from the some voice acting and game design, and it's yeah. yeah, it looks like they have a lot of fun. Then of course, Blue Rose came out mm. fairly recently. I like Blue Rose. We're really excited to check this one out. I'm that kind of person. I like the romantic. I'm, I'm accidentally, genre. I'm accidentally pre-ordering this book twice from our friendly local <laughs> gaming store. He liked it so much that he yeah. tried to get it twice. I tried to get it again, and then of course they're like, "Hey, you know, there's a fantasy. There's a green, uh, Blue Rose uh, GM's kit and tokens coming out." And I was like, mm, "Did he tell you money? That? I don't." Have, he actually did. He was like, you want to pre-order those, too? That like, friendly local gaming store mm, owner of ours. Right. What are we going to do with that guy? Mm-hmm. So, uh, Blue Rose, let's see, as you mentioned, is an RPG for the romantic fantasy genre. A seldom-seen genre in tabletop role-playing games. 
It was uh, Blue Rose is actually a game that they made a while ago. It was a setting that they made like a decade ago. It uses tarot cards, psychic powers, and intelligent animals, as well as several systems, uh, several subsystems that encourage good role playing. It's really neat. Yeah, it sounds really cool. I, I had I had like some uh, old anime music on while I was uh, reading like the first sample chapter, and by the end of it, I was like, I must play this. <laughs> Oh yeah, it it's all about the emotions. Recent, I was listening to Record of Lodoss War. Uh, I was like, oh no. I mean, that's just gonna that's just gonna get you wanting to play the romantic fantasy anyway. Exactly, yeah. So, there are some things about Fantasy Age that you'll recognize if you come from Dragon Age, and there are some things that are quite new. We're gonna get in and see. We're gonna jump into what's old, what's new, and how you can use both to enhance your games in Dragon Age or in a world of your own making. We haven't gotten a chance to look at Titan's Grave or Blue Rose very closely, and their genres are kind of too different from Dragon Age to really use them in Dragon Age, but... So we're just, make, yeah. we're, we're using the basic rulebook yeah. for this one. Just the basics. So and hopefully uh, you'll, per- you'll purchase it if right. you haven't already. So what's the same? Most of it. I mean, you got the 3D6s, one yeah. with other color, got ability, ability tests... tests. Character generation works pretty much the same. You roll stuff or you buy stuff. Yep. Opposed tests, advanced tests, degrees of success, it's all mm-hmm. the same thing. Oh, yeah. There's still only three classes, mage, rogue, warrior. You get health and mana. Uh, you still get uh, focus bonus to degrees of success at level six, plus one stunt points at level 11. You've got all those Druida statistics like health, defense, speed, and armor rating, and your mana is now called magic points. But it's you, still there. Correct. You, can write, you still write golds and ties. You still have a major and a minor action every round. You still have specializations. Though some uh, of them have been changed. Some of them have been we'll changed, and that. some of them haven't. Uh, let's see, you're going to recognize a couple of the spells. All the weapon groups that you know about already exist. The equipment list is the same. Stunts are the same. Minutia, like attack roll modifiers, enemy morale tests, etc. All that stuff. All that stuff's pretty much the same. Experience, treasure, magic items. A lot of that's... Not, not all the magical items are the same, but right. some of them are going to be familiar. Some of them are going to be familiar. You know, they got, like, healing potion, and they got, like, a glowstone analog. Mm-hmm. And, but and, if uh, all that stuff is the same, then what, pray tell, could possibly be different? Quite a bit, as it turns out. There's quite a bit that keeps Fantasy Age separate from Dragon Age, because the demands for the system are a little different. Mm-hmm. Fantasy Age is a bit more like a standard swords and sorcery, and Dragon Age is a uh, grittier, dark fantasy role-playing game. Yeah. So, and, uh, I mean, some of it's just wording as well. Like, the dragon true. die is the stunt die because mm-hmm. it's not Dragon Age anymore. What right. are you going to do? Not Dragon Age anymore. I think they call it something else in the other games, too, maybe. Probably. because I think Fantasy, Titan's Grave is the same. I, I don't remember if they call it something different in Blue Rose. I don't have the book yet, so I don't know. Well, we're going to have to. We didn't, we didn't pre-order it through the Kickstarter. <laughs> See, but we'll be getting on that stuff. Um, but... One of the big changes that you're going to notice right away about Fantasy Age is that the ability ratings are different. Uh, cunning and magic have been fused into an amalgam called intelligence. Uh, you use intelligence to cast spells like you'd used magic in Dragon Age, but you also use intelligence for all the tests you'd normally make cunning tests for. So all those lore tests and all the writing tests and the, mm-hmm. and the religious tests, you make those all with intelligence now. So it's more generally useful. Yeah. And that, before you get worried that smooshing two stats that are valuable for mages together into one stat is overpowering, don't worry. They've they've balanced your mages out. They watched you. Perhaps a little bit more <laughs> on one side than some of us mages would hmm. appreciate. Mage is quite different. We'll get to that part. Uh, communication, constitution, and perception are completely the same as they were in Dragon Age. You don't have to worry about those guys. Uh, but two new ability ratings have been added. Accuracy and fighting. 
These are purely combat stats. Uh, you use these to make attack rolls. Accuracy you use for lighter ranged weapons, and you use fighting for heavy weapons. So you don't use your uh, strength and dexterity, respectively, Correct. for yeah. things like that. It's kind of nice because it means that you have to make some more difficult decisions, like because you still use strength and, and uh, perception to add to damage rolls. So if you're hitting with an axe, you use a fighting axe test to hit, and then you add strength to damage. Mm-hmm. So it spreads it out a little bit more. It requires a bit more uh, difficult decision-making. Yeah, a little bit less munchkin-ism. Correct. Now, uh, like in Dragon Age, where if you just pump up strength for a warrior, that's your hit and to damage. And so all of it goes into one. And, uh, and sometimes it can, it can, just, it can start um, rolling over a lot of things. So, Dexterity and Strength have all the same focuses, minus the weapon group-based focuses. Those are now in Accuracy and Fighting. You generate the, all these abilities the same way you did before. You roll them or you buy them with advancements. And if you buy them with advancements, Fantasy Age does give you more points because you got more abilities to use. Mm-hmm. You got nine abilities instead mm-hmm. of eight. Mm-hmm. So I think they, I think Dragon Age gives you ten advancements, and I think Fantasy Age gives you twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of picking a background like you do in Dragon Age, you pick a race and a background. Uh, the backgrounds in Dragon Age are kind of a package that put your race, your education, your languages, your upbringing, and your class choices all into one. Fantasy Age goes with a slightly more open toolkit. Uh, you, it's you know, it's it's a bit more like um, I guess more classic games, kind of like uh, Dungeons and Dragons. You pick a race, which gives you benefits that look very similar to how backgrounds already work. So you won't have to learn too much while you're looking at them. They give you an ability advancement. Free focus, your languages, and you roll on a benefit table. And for while, some extra I, while I like the uh, the background system, <clears throat> I do kind of like the fact that they're separating race from background because it gives you a little bit more mix and match opportunities for it's your true. characters. And... You're kind of making your own background by this yeah. point. Yeah. Well, then you're also not in a in a world with concrete set sort it's of storylines and mm-hmm. set ways that people live their lives so right. having that be more freeform makes more sense yeah so instead of you know picking between like a surface dwarf or a highborn dwarf or a castless dwarf you're just a dwarf all that yeah. other stuff mm-hmm. uh, later. they um include all the standard staples of fantasy uh, fantasy games they have dwarves elves gnomes halflings humans and they include orcs as a as a as a uh, standard race which, which makes you very happy yes it does i like orcs he likes orcs a lot. I also like making them sing. Yeah, he uh, just uh, earlier tonight we were talking about <laughs> something he has decided to invent called carry orky, and Which... we'll let you figure out what it is. But I will tell you that it's uh, very loud, it's generally unattractive, <laughs> and it's extremely heartfelt. Yes, and it's exactly what you think it is. Making my way downtown. Oh, okay. Well, doodly doodly doo. Okay, thank you. Wow, <laughs> you actually did it. That's... I did it. Now it's on the air for everyone to hear. You can't really take that back. Nope. Nope. You guys can, you folks can have it. It's yours. <laughs> so when you select or roll, let's see, then you can say select or roll for a background, which is much smaller than it is in, in Dragon Age. Uh, this is basically includes your social class and your role in society. So basically what you were doing before you became an adventurer. For example, uh, you, can see you can roll in, you can roll into the middle class. You can roll it or you can choose it if you like, and then you can roll mm-hmm. in the middle class table or pick from being a gilder, an initiate, an innkeeper, a merchant, a scribe, or a student. And each of these backgrounds have additional focuses to select to further customize your character based on their past. And of course, if you're buying buying abilities, you can also get four advancements to buy benefits from your race and background at the same time if you like. Mm -hmm. Really kit them out. 
Um, and it's also worth noting that uh, there's a sidebar. Or I guess it's more like a more like a, a top header bar because uh, they put it just on the top of the page mm-hmm. uh, on uh, on page eleven of the basic rulebook that details what you must do if your character is of mixed heritage. Now this is particularly cool because in a lot of games they'll give you just single stat blocks for you know here is a character that is half elf or half orc or fire blooded or whatever. Mm-hmm. Go nuts! And it's pretty much just one stat. Or one right. set of stats, but mm-hmm. this game sort of implies that you can be half-blooded mm-hmm. of just about any two races. That's true. Which can lead to some very interesting combinations. Yeah. They do recommend, they do say that you have to pick one race that's more dominant in your heritage than the other one. Mm-hmm. So you like you get to roll and you get to get the normal stuff from one race, but then you get to roll in the benefits of both of them. That's so, cool. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Uh, these backgrounds are, are also going to determine how much money you start the game with. Outsiders start with, like, like, there's outsiders, lower class, middle class, and upper class. If you're an outsider, you start with, like, 15 plus 3d6 silver pieces. And if you're upper class, yeah, if you're upper class, you got, like, 100 plus 3d6 silvers. And I guess that's, I mean, I, I think that's appropriate as regards if you want to make it, if it, a game that wants to make a character's background more noticeable and how mm-hmm. the character is kitted out. Yes. Although they do give you your own starting kits, pretty standard. Yeah. But you know your your noble is gonna probably get nicer stuff sooner. Probably, yeah. Or even have enough money to buy some magic items. Hopefully, to share. <laughs> Ideally, to share. To share, maybe to share. So the classes have been retooled a bit. All classes still get their specializations, but they all spe- all specializations now come two levels sooner than they did in Dragon Age. So you get your first at level four and your second at level twelve. And I personally love this choice. Yeah, I think it's it's good. Get the cool stuff in sooner. Yeah, the specializations are really what makes your character stand out from the crowd, mm-hmm. and they're such a huge part of the Fantasy Age Dragon Age system that I think introducing them earlier just lets them shine more in their natural setting. Yes, absolutely. Get them in there sooner. You're also going to want to look at your class that you pick because your primary and secondary abilities are a little different from how they look in Dragon Age because yeah. there's one stat that got two stats that got mushed together and two stats that got added. Yep. So take a look, see what yeah, you can yeah. find. Make sure you take a look. Mages. Oh boy. <sighs> Mages changed around quite a bit. There's some cool things. Yes. There oh. are some things that Jessica is perhaps a little bit put out by. But all in all, we haven't gotten to use any of these long term, so it could still be particularly cool. Yeah, you know. It's we, fancy. It's we still going to yeah, be fun, right. right? Right, exactly. We haven't gotten to try a lot of these out yet, so... Meh. Well, we got to try them out, I guess, for a little bit when we yeah, played just, a demo. Yeah, just, just a little bit. But. Yeah. So, class does not assume how you get magic, because it's assuming that you're going to uh, explain that through your setting. It can be an arcane, divine, or psychic, but mechanically it all works the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, your arcane lance is now called an arcane blast. You are now considered to have an arcane device, which is what uh, some object that you channel some of your magic through. Yeah, you know? so it's like a holy symbol or a yeah. wand or a staff or whatever. Yeah. You're going to need it for a couple spells and for your arcane blast. Uh, instead, so you get magic points just like you did mana, except you use willpower to calculate how many you're going to get. And speaking of willpower, that's not the mm-hmm. only thing that's now tied to yeah. the stat. Willpower is a lot more important for mages this time around, because you cast spells using your intelligence stat, uh, then you determine how powerful the spells are with willpower. And this is something that I've seen a lot of people recommend taking into Dragon Age, and mm-hmm. I'm 100% on board. Oh yeah, totally. I, I think, think that's a pretty cool idea. I think there are far too many people who dump willpower just so that they can have as much 
magic mm-hmm. as possible. Right. I mean, that's, that's a choice that somebody can make. But it just kind of strikes me as a little bit sad and ironic that mm-hmm. people are less likely to dump willpower in the game where not dumping will where in the game where dumping willpower is less likely to get them killed. Right. That's true. Like, people dump willpower in Dragon Age, which is the game in which dumping willpower can get you turned into an abomination. Oh yeah. It's just an interesting... Uh, hmm. Surprises me that uh, Jowen hasn't gone over to the dark side by this point. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Guy. Especially with all that blood magic he keeps telling us he's not doing anymore. <sighs> oh, Jowen. But yeah, so I think that's a really right. legitimate thing to switch over to Dragon Age. Yes, absolutely. Balances out the mage's uh-huh. stats a bit more. Yeah, it does. So, mages no longer pick spells from a list in Magic Chapter when they get a new spell. This is the part that makes me a little bit sad. Uh, mages now select what are called magic talents. They work like regular talents with multiple degrees of mastery, and they are, but they are now how you get your spells. You get two of these magic talents at level one, and you gain a new one every odd number level. They are grouped into the schools of magic, like Dragon Age group schools, but the schools are a bit more specific now. Uh, instead of there being like four major schools, you now have the Healing Arcana, you have the Fire Arcana, the Air Arcana, the Fate Arcana, the Shadow Arcana, the Wood Arcana, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. There's a couple others, and there's some pretty cool stuff in there. The novice degree of these magic talents gives you two spells from that arcana. So if you check, if you choose fire, you get arcane lantern, which lets you make a little light, and you get flame blast. Okay. Uh, the journeyman degree gives you a second, gives you a new spell. Uh, in the case of fire, I believe it gives you burning shield, which lets mm-hmm. you hurt people who try and touch you. Uh, and it also gives you the intelligence focus for the school. Uh, and points out that you cannot take the focus for the specific school of magic that you're using normally. You can so see you can take the, you can use those focus you can free up those focuses to take other things uh, like all those lower focuses that you might want to take. You have to take the journeyman degree to get the focus now. Which... I'll be honest with you. Granted, we're level eighteen, and, right? But like, I had to take all those focuses. I'm out of stuff to take, and I've. I've got focuses in plenty of magics, and mm. I'm still, I'm out of things to do with my focus. Right. <laughs> of course, I am level 18, so I should mm. probably be getting close to out, but... Oh, right. Just saying, I don't know that that was a particularly necessary Gotcha. Yeah, it's going to limit how uh, limit how uh, high people's spell power is if they don't commit to getting the journeyman degree of the, spe- mm-hmm. of the talent, uh, and it's also going to limit how good they are at casting the spells, but the target numbers for most of the spells in the game are much lower than they are in Dragon Age. Mm-hmm. Uh, the master degree of these magic talents, in addition to giving you one last spell, the master degree of the spell, it also lets you pick a spell stunt and use that stunt for one stun point fewer when casting spells from that arcana, which I thought was kind of cool. It's kind of like you get it's to add like metamagic power to all the spells in that school that you well, cast. It's, it's basically like, you know, suppose that you're using the, like, uh, I don't know, the healing arcana, mm-hmm. and you really want to be able to cast more than one heal per round. There we go. Give yourself fast casting <laughs> yeah, for cheap. For three stun points? Yes, please. It's nice. Although, uh, you know, the stun bonus powers are the same, mm-hmm. but you get fewer regular talents in favor of getting magic talents instead. It's true. And that is pretty much the crux of my problem with it. Mm-hmm. You don't get a lot of regular talents like rogues and warriors do anymore. And, but at the same time, rogues and warriors are getting their class abilities for free and mm-hmm. getting those two talents and... Spells are your class abilities, but you're having mm-hmm. to pay for them with your talents. Right. I think this sort of powers down mages, perhaps necessarily. I'm not sure one way or the other. From but my if, experience... 
I have it's not gotten a welcome. single offensive spell since I got it's here. A, telekinetic weapons. Okay, is a that very is an offensive, offensive spell. I take it back. I okay. find it offensive. <laughs> yeah, you you probably should. <laughs> but the other thing that it makes me a little bit sad about is that, again, I'm like I said earlier about character creation. I like being able to do that sort of mix and match thing. Yes. It's like you know, suppose your character has specific reasons for knowing drain life and mind blast. Mm. With this system, you really can't do that freeform pick mm. and choose as much. You kind of have to commit to a whole school instead of being mm. able to have sort of a patchwork of spells that come from a unique life experience. And that you makes you still sense. can. It just takes a little longer to get. Well, them. and you have to be less good at all of your abilities to do it. That's true. Makes me a little sad. So those are the right. things that make me a little unhappy, but... We'll have to try it out. Yeah. In, in can't knock it until you've tried it. Right. So. We've only done it, we've only really done it in a single demo, so we can't say that we're, that, that it's, you know... Yep. And I'll, I promise that when we try it, I won't compare it to being a level 18 character. That's probably fair. <laughs> so, Rogues got a few new toys. Uh, instead of Backstab, they now get an ability called Pinpoint Strike, or Pinpoint Attack. I do like this. Yeah, you get to add one d six to a single damage roll per round against a foe with less dexterity than you, and it's it's a little nicer than backstab because you get to add it to any damage roll, not just melee damage rolls. Uh, however, it also does mean that um, any enemy who has a higher dexterity than you, you cannot pinpoint attack them. Mm-hmm. So against some enemies, it's just not going to work. Yeah. But which I think makes sense within the logic mm-hmm. of the world itself, right? If they're the, faster than you. Yeah, they're faster than you. You're not going to be able to stab them faster than they can move. Right. So it's a little bit more convenient. It's a little, it requires fewer uh, fewer dice rolling. That, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have a new a, uh, take aim power, which lets them get a plus two to aim. Uh, the aim oh, and they take the aim action instead of the regular plus one to attack rolls that the aim action normally gives you. And one of the big ones is that lethality now adds intelligence to all damage rolls, not just ranged ones like in Dragon Age. Now that is nice. That one's pretty nice. That's gonna hurt. Mm-hmm. That means that all of your attacks are gonna be hurting quite a bit, especially when you start combining with things like pinpoint attack. Oof. Yeah. Um, warriors are pretty much the same. Some abilities got pushed uh, backwards when you get them, and some of them got pushed forward, and other than that, warriors, if you've played a warrior in Dragon Age, you're probably pretty set to do it in Fantasy Age. Yep. They just do what they do, and they do it well. Right. Uh, the talents have been changed around a little bit. Uh, there is now an alchemy talent that lets you make grenades. Which is awesome, except that that means that now we don't have right. poison making. Normally you've got grenades in Dragon Age by taking the poison making talent, but there are no poisons currently available in Fantasy Age. I am a little bit sad about the lack of poison making. Yeah, it's it's, it's a little different. My my head callion is a little sad. All right, the alchemy talent lets you now make uh, two different kinds of grenades with, the, with each degree, and they they added a couple of new kinds of grenades, so there's there's still a bit of fun to be had in there. Oh yeah. Uh, there is also no trap making or rune crafting talents because there's no rules for traps, and runes don't really have a place. At it's least. a very dragon yeah. age. Yeah. It's a very dragon age thing. Uh, let's see. There are no talents uh, for the Dragon Age schools of magic, of course. You can't take creation or entropy. Different world. Uh, yes, there are new specializations, some reworked specializations, and some copied specializations. And we're not going to tell you what these do because mm-hmm. you need to buy the book. You should go check out that book. It's got some cool stuff in it. But we can give you some names of things and let you... Uh... Let your imagination run wild. Wild! Wild! <laughs> So the new specs that are available, uh, courtesy of Fantasy Age, and there uh, are the Arcane Scholar, the Elementalist, the Miracle Worker, 
the swashbuckler, and the sword mage. Awesome. I'm super down for that sword mage. I'm a, I'm all about that miracle. I want to be a red mage. I know you do. In a, in a, in a role-playing game. I'm aware of It'd that. It'd be great. I'm very glad for you. I want you. to do it somewhere else besides Final Fantasy. I know. You, you, do you still want the big red hat? I still want the big red with hat the with, the big ca- with the big white feather in it. Yeah. Heck yeah. I'm writing that in my home world. That you can have a big big hat mm-hmm. with feather in it? going to be a bunch of red mages walking around there. It's going to be great. But if they all have the hat, is it still going to be that special? I'll have the biggest one. Okay. If you make the world, you get to have the biggest hat. There we go. So, there are a couple of old favorites from Dragon Age that basically got picked up from Dragon Age and dropped in here. A couple of them got renamed, but for the most part, they're the same. Mm -hmm. We, of course, have the Berserker, the Duelist, the Guardian, the Knight, which was originally called the Chevalier, and Mm -hmm. the Sharpshooter, which was originally called the Marksman. I like that. Takes the gender out of Marksman. Yes. Makes it just sharpshooter. Mm, just a sharpshooter. Let's see. Then they have two more specs that actually do have analogs in Dragon Age, but they were reworked a little bit to work with a couple of new like class features and a couple of new uh, options in the system. The Assassin works a little differently this time. It plays a bit more into the pinpoint attacks. And uh, the Templar is now called the Mage Hunter. And one of the primary differences is that it gives you access to guns if you didn't already have them. <laughs> yeah. And you makes the bullets magic. That so, is pretty awesome. So speaking of guns, there's guns in Fantasy Age. By the way. They call them the Black Powder Weapons Group. Uh, warriors and rogues can select these as weapon groups that they know at character creation. And of course, warriors can take them later if they don't have them yet. But you can't be a gun mage? You can't, at least not right now. There are a couple folks who've been writing um, specializations of their own. Where you Somebody can, like, get on that spell yeah. shooter. Let's do it. Right. They, I think they've got one. It's like you use your gun as your arcane device. Yeah. And you can shoot your arcane lances through your gun. Spell shooter. Yeah. Let's do it. It's pretty dang cool. So, uh, weapons that use gunpowder like pistols, blunderbusses, and arquebuses are available in Fantasy Age. Let's see. Uh, grenades are slightly reworked. They add two new grenades, and uh, they add the uh, the thunder and see the blast and the thunder grenade, and they reworked the fro- the freeze and shock grenades, which are now called the ice and lightning grenades. So just take a quick look at them when you see them. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the basic rulebook, as we said, there's no traps and there's no poisons. They've changed the value of coins. This is important. You this is important to remember, this, especially if you're going to be mix and matching. Yes. Uh, one silver piece in Fantasy one, Age. One gold? Or, well, yeah, I was saying, well, I've got it right oh. One gold piece is ten silver pieces instead of a hundred. And ten silver pieces equals a hundred coppers instead of a yeah. thousand. So, if you are from a nation that uses the, you know, pennies to dollar currency, mm-hmm. you're pretty much right back where you're, you're with it. That's, yeah. You know what we're doing now. Most of the prices were kind of already figuring off of the silver piece, so prices in the book shouldn't be that different. But it is something worth keeping in mind that uh, a silver piece means something different in Fantasy Age than it does in Dragon Age. If you're moving items between the two, depending on which way you're going, you'll probably want to change the cost of most of your major items by a factor of 10. Yes. Keep an eye on it. Unless it costs coppers, and then Mm -hmm. who cares? So, uh, mages, of course, now use intelligence to cast spells, but they use willpower when determining their spell power, the number of targets the spells hits, the damage bonuses and the durations of the spells, and of course the uh, and uh, one of the exciting things is about spells in Fantasy Age is that they do have a larger spell stunt list now. Mm-hmm. They included a few stunts that are that were only available through the spell expertise talent in Dragon Age, 
There's some cool ones in there, like um, Lasting Spell lets you double the duration of the spell that you cast. And um, Disrupting Spell lets the spell that you cast dispel other magic. It just pushes it out of the way. Or you get Lethal Spell. They're all good. Check them out. Yeah. Of course, um, Fantasy Age does not include magical mishaps. That's uh, a Dragon Age thing specifically. Again, with the willpower not being vital to your survival, right. but important not for Not vital to survival, but yes. Correct. Magic item list has got new entries, most some of which are pretty clever, and not all of which came from Dragon Age, but a couple of them are quite unique. Yeah. So, we've got the tools here. What can we do with these tools? We can start putting the tools and the other tools and making a super cool tool out of it. Uh, some sort of Swiss Army RPG. I guess. That works. I mean, yeah, sure. Uh, so, what can Fantasy Age do for your Dragon Age games? There are a couple of gems that are worth noticing in Fantasy Age. Uh, you know, if you use systems like the one we mentioned in our Distant Verses, thank you again, Novel, thank you again, Draco Druid, you'll want to take a look at these spells in the Magic Chapter. Uh, most of them are pretty easy to place into a specific school, uh, like if you wanted to put, like, the fire, all the fire, I think there's only, like, one new, two new fire spells that you could just put in Primal School if you wanted. And you'd yeah. have them just be usable as new spells. Or, you know... It's pretty easy to just swap them in. Yeah, yeah. So adding them to the list of available spells in Dragon Age could be fun. Uh, a couple of those Arcanas, like the Shadow Arcana, don't have a lot of precedent for existing in Thetis, uh, but adding them would certainly invite some exciting roleplay opportunities and could spark some creativity. Mm-hmm. We have uh, some good examples that we thought yeah, of. Yeah, like where are people learning Shadow Magic? Uh, maybe there's a mage cult of Lusikon, the old god of night, who is teaching Shadow Magic and magic of smothering their enemies in dark. This is probably happening in Tevinter. Probably, yes. I mean... Yes. For future reference, with the exception of like one of these, most of these probably that could happen yeah. well into the mm. So speaking of that exception is the Wood Arcana. We're, yeah. we're currently using it in the home game. Uh, the elves are slowly recovering the magics they lost in Arlathan and the Dales. It's awesome. Yeah. They're using it to grow buildings. Yeah. I mean, it's great for utility and it's also great for combat because if you pick a fight in the woods with someone with the Wood Arcana... You'll never find them. You will not find them. If they've got them. a decent spell power, you are never going to find them. They are gone. If they hit you, you'll be able to find them for one round, and then you won't be able to find them anymore. Right. And yep. also all of their friends. Did I mention that? Also all, all of their friends. All their friends are slowly shifting into and out of the forest. It's kind of terrifying. It's ridiculously cool. Mm-hmm. It uh, works really, really well for the Dalish sort yeah. of archetype. Oh, yeah, Totally. Uh, a Tevinter Investigator Mage who uses the Divination Arcana to attract criminals and create dread in his enemies is a pretty sweet character concept. That is pretty awesome. Uh, maybe there's an eclectic tribe of Avar who live near the peaks of the Frostbacks and practice Air Arcana to get closer to the Lady of the Skies. So, so they could fly. Yeah. A lot of this is probably going to be pretty fair game in Tevinter, so if you yeah. need a good place to introduce it, just go to Tevinter. No, be careful with flight. That's one of those Correct, big Dragon yes. Age rules that does get broken, but shouldn't normally be broken. Yes. So. The only people who seem to be able to break it are creatures with wings or have blight magic. Oddly enough. Go yeah. figure. Uh, some of the items in the rewards chapter of Fantasy Age could come from Tevinter, where magic is plentiful and well used. Things like uh, arcane tents, like these little jewels that you can put on the ground, it floats in the air, and it makes a comfortable living space inside, uh, inside a certain range. Uh, or a spellstone, which is just a precious jewel that when you, when a mage uses the cast action, a spell comes out of it. That's cool. Those could come from Tevinter. Uh, some items are probably going to have to be tweaked or cherry-picked, like the Helm of Invisibility. 
Yeah. And invisibility know. itself is a rare trick in Thetis, uh, but an item like this existing at all could spark an entire campaign. I can picture many Templars being super grumpy about this item being a thing. Oh, yeah. Lock it away forever or crush it into the dirt. Smish it. Smish it. Smish mash. Let's see. The level progression of the classes are slightly different than in Dragon Age, uh, but we doubt it would take much to... Uh, it would break much to borrow them from for Dragon Age. Uh, getting specializations sooner means that the GM will have to get story hooks for specs in earlier and quicker, depending on how quickly everyone's leveling up. And honestly, that's not that big a deal, I yeah. don't think. Get, start getting your cool toys sooner. Yeah. Start introducing character concepts that you know, mm. help you progress characters. Start introducing that stuff sooner. Yeah, sure. Make your players feel special. Using the ability ratings from Fantasy Age would involve a lot of work in converting all your stat blocks, but... It's your campaign. Yeah. If you if you like those nine abilities, as opposed to put in the time, you can do it. Yeah, yeah, go for it. So if you if you like it, it shouldn't be that hard. But it's just it's just gonna be some busy work. Mm-hmm. Uh, some folks like to follow, as we've said, Fantasy Age's lead of of uh, in Dragon Age, you can use magic to cast and willpower to determine spell power and the effects. And uh, I think that's even as somebody yeah. who likes to play a mage, I think that's a legitimate power balance. Yeah. Super legit. Uh, some folks, let's see, as I, I was just reading that. Hmm. If you want to use grenades uh, from Fantasy Age, consider adding them to the poison makings talent mechanics and judge how much you want them to cost in order to be made or purchased because the prices between the games are fairly significant. Well, not just the, like, commerce, like the base gold exchange. Yeah. The availability of black powder in Dragon Age is going mm-hmm. to be vastly different from that in fantasy age it's true and unless you are a kunari or a dwarf chances are you're going to have to pay a whole lot to be able to get your hands on some of that stuff Uh, or steal it i guess i mean good luck with that but that's a whole that's a whole story arc in itself but even i mean and then if you're stealing it we don't have to worry about the price change yeah there we go um but yeah please do be careful about those price changes as a silver piece in dragon age is different from a Mm -hmm. silver piece in fantasy age uh and speaking of that black powder that would, uh, including the black powder weapon group, would probably be a pretty revolutionary change to Dragon Age as a setting. Uh, but Canarian dwarves have precedent for it. They've got explosives. They could just put them into a little case. And... Actually, you know, now that I think about it, mm-hmm. keeping the uh, price from Fantasy Age and just actually moving it over to Dragon Age and leaving it costing effectively ten times mm-hmm. for a Dragon Age character what it yeah. would for a Fantasy Age character, probably not inaccurate given the world. Probably not, yeah. Guns are expensive, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Unheard see. of. Now, um, if you do want to introduce guns, guns do uh, historically, I mean, on Earth at least, change the, the face of warfare rather quickly. But it also could be different because it could be different because guns do take a, still take a while to reload, at least in the black powder weapon group. And there's already mages. Devinter mm-hmm. folks are probably gonna be like, "Why do I need guns? I can shoot finger out, uh, fire out of my fingertips." However, there is something to be said for shooting a dark spawn in the face. Yes. It, a, a, gray, a grizzled gray warden walking into a battle with a blunderbuss, just mowing the dark spawn down by waves, would be pretty sweet. That does, that does sound pretty awesome. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think, in terms of specializations, you should get that swashbuckler specialization in there, especially if you want to be a pirate like Isabella. Yeah, that... I'm kind of surprised it doesn't exist already. Technically, Isabella in Dragon Age Two, all the characters get like their own like specialization, which is kind of like other specializations cobbled together. Isabella is called the Swashbuckler. Yeah, I mean, but I'm just I'm surprised we don't have something like that. Right, right. 
it works. It is a lot of these specializations fit very well into Dragon Age because mm. you know the same system. You just still slip it in. Sixes. Just drop it. it in. Get your pirates going. Right. For the most part, you can stick with Dragon Age specializations, but if you prefer Fantasy Age versions, you can get away with them pretty easy. Shouldn't be too hard. Uh, special note, if you happen to own the Fantasy Age bestiary, we highly recommend taking a look at the gargantuan list of special qualities that they list on pages 133 to 135. Most of them, let's see, most of them are just like extra abilities that you can just pop on a monster and it can change the monster. And it, make, it makes them so much more interesting and gives them extra powers. They work pretty well as modifications for Dragon Age monsters and it's a really big toolbox for customizing your threats and making your own templates. Mm-hmm. Not to mention that some of the monsters are pretty inspiring. Yeah. There's some creepy stuff in there. Especially like those soul harvesters. I don't want to talk about it. I'm going to eat you by putting you in my chest. I don't... Where'd you go? I don't know. No, nowhere great. <laughs> nowhere good. Not somewhere that is excellent is mm-hmm. my educated guess. Other than that, take a good look at Fantasy Age and think about what you want, but maybe make a list of the stuff that you're changing just so the players know what, you're getting, what they're getting into. Yeah. Um, now, we've talked about Fantasy Age to Dragon Age. What about Dragon Age if you're going to Fantasy Age? Uh, Dragon Age, of course, it has got a bit more stuff working for it because Fantasy Age is just basic rules and uh, mm-hmm. bare bones just to get you going. Dragon Age is its own developed setting, and it's got a couple of rule systems that work very well in Fantasy Age. You know all about these, right? Because you've been listening to the podcast, right? Right. Right. right? Yeah. Friends. Yeah. People. Yeah. Anybody? <laughs> Organizations are very easy to lift out of Dragon Age and just drop right into Fantasy Age because they don't reply, rely on anything else in the system to function. Free fluff. Yeah, free fluff. Just add some extra stuff in. It's cool. Organizations are fun. Mm-hmm. However, uh, we'll talk about using those later. Yeah. For other stuff. You know, all these things we were talking about, about how to shift things over from Fantasy Age to Dragon Age, especially when it comes to commerce and money? Mm-hmm. Now the factor of 10 is going in the other direction. Just Correct. take everything we said about 10 minutes ago, flip it, reverse it. Yeah, pretty much. Specializations work fine. Poison making, trap making, and rune crafting you could probably do just fine. Um, getting Dragon Age spells into Fantasy Age is definitely is going to be a little trickier because the Arcana system is a little limiting compared to how Dragon Age lets you select their spells um as a possibility you can kind of take the spells and add them uh, or make your own arcanas with them and just use like the progression that they give you like for an ice arcana you get for you you get ice you get um witch's grasp and frost weapons for uh, as the first novice degree and then the degree after that you get uh blizzard you get kind of cold the degree you have to get you get blizzard yeah just give more options for people to choose from when they access their Mm. uh Arcana. Yeah, and if, if, if they definitely feels like there's a lot of things that are kind of mixing into the same Arcana, you can make the Arcana broader and let them pick mm. which spells they learn at those, mo- those might, degrees. Let, might let people actually have a bit more specialization in their mages. Right. Um, and of course, if you're using the freeform fantasy age, like the Draco Druid wrote, he wrote a freeform fantasy age as well as a dragon age, you can probably use Novel's home rules mentioned earlier to make the transition a little easier. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, you'll probably uh, spell weird spells like uh, Shelter and Weather Weaving. You're also probably going to want to make your own Arcanas for, like, a mm-hmm. Weather Arcana or something. Yeah. Talk to your players about it. Yeah. Figure out where you want to go with it. Some of it might require a bit of work, a little bit of footwork and a little bit of elbow grease, but nothing you can't handle. These, these yeah. systems... You slide. guys are great. You these can do it. These systems fit together pretty easy. 
Um, of course, the magic items from Dragon Age can move over real nice. You won't have to change anything. Uh, Dragon Age's core rulebook, Chapter 6, includes a strong look at goals. It includes a lot of like paragraphs about how goals should work, what they should feel like. Take a look at it. It'll help you write some goals for Fantasy Age. And finally, uh, converting stat blocks from Dragon Age to Fantasy Age isn't too hard since you just got to put two... Two just smish cunning and magic and then add yeah. those two fighty ones add fighting and accuracy and look at their dexterity and their strength they're probably fairly similar or maybe mm-hmm. even just the same number use your best judgment <sighs> these games are fun putting them together is pretty crazy it's yeah. fun but it gives you a lot of options and gets you just the game that you are looking for and if you mix them up in a way that feels particularly cool or interesting you should definitely let us know about it I mean, Ooh. we don't even have to talk about it on the podcast. You can just tell us because yeah. we're nosy and we like to know about things yeah, you guys are doing. Yeah, send it to us. We'll feature it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, a thing we should also mention before we uh, mm-hmm. head on out is that we've been working on something fun. We did it last. We did part yes. of it last night. Is uh, we're doing a real play, what like a, an actual play, it's an actual play of uh, Dragon Age for you mm-hmm. guys. We're using a secondary set of characters that are currently set in our. The timeline of our major campaign. Yes. We had lots of uh, fun. We had two new players join us for uh, for this mm-hmm. second thing, and it was a lot of fun. We got we might be getting more players later. Yeah, we could get more players later. We got lots of uh, friends with friends who want to play. And yeah. I know some people who want to play. Hey, Sarah. She's my coworker. She's really cool. Shout out to Sarah. Yep. You Boom. should play with us. Come It'll be play great. With. It'll be great. You'll like it. Dragon Age is neat. It is. But it should come out to, what, like four or five mini-episodes? Probably, or not yeah. even, like, they're bigger episodes, but right. it's a mini-series. Right, a mini-series. But uh, give you, to give, especially folks who haven't gotten to play Dragon Age yet, you can hear what it sounds like. It sounds silly. I'm <laughs> going to warn you silly. right now. Oh, and uh, ex- explicit content simply because... Some of the people we can, that we know and love are potty mouths. We're all sitting around a table, rolling dice around and talking for four hours. We're all gonna someone's going to say a bad word. Yeah, someone's going to make a bad put down. <laughs> yep. But uh, so definitely look forward to that. We're having yes. a blast making them, and we can't wait to see what you guys think. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for sending all your stuff in. This show is really yours. Mm -hmm. We we get a lot of stuff from... uh, We're just showing everyone how cool they are. Without you guys, we're just a really nerdy couple talking to themselves in an upstairs bedroom. Just kind of lecturing the internet on how to play this role-playing game here. (laughs) Yep. It's pretty cool, though. We actually kind of got a feeling for that earlier tonight when we recorded this episode and then realized after recording all of it that it had not recorded any of it we're double checking now it is actually recording yes but uh it's working it makes you feel a bit small and uh sad when (sighs) and realize sort of how much your hearing it and your contribution matters to Mm. its success so we thank you for listening always 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 thank you so much yes please come and talk to us yes please but if you if you happen to make it to Gen Con, come say hi. Definitely come say hi at Gen Con. Send us Con. an email, send us something on our social media. We'll be super excited to see you. Yes. Thank you all so much for listening. This is Ren, wishing lots of sixes on that dragon die. And this is Jessica, wishing you good heels and happy feels. Thank you all so much for listening. You all have a pleasant, whatever's going next for you. Hope it's great. Bye. Bye.